You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Hi, good afternoon, everyone. This is the Extension Hour on Lone Star Radio. My name is Caroline Cruz, and I am a county extension agent here in Montgomery County. I work for Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service. I am, like I said, I'm a county extension agent, and my job mainly is working with the 4-H youth program here in the county. And thanks again for joining in and listening. Today we have some local Montgomery County 4-H members here on the show. Everybody say hi real quick. Hi. <laughs> and so I have three members here with me today joining in. And so what we're going to do during the extension hour today, we're just going to talk to you a little bit about the 4-H program here in Montgomery County and some of the really cool activities that we have going on, um, some things that just we kind of just wrapped up and some things that are um, coming up in the summer and things to look forward for the next upcoming year in 4-H. And so joining me, we have Sydney. Say hi, hi Sydney. And we have Dean. Hey. And we have Kayla. Hello. All right. So we're just going to kind of do some little introductions first and meet everybody that we have today. So um, I'd like to know what um, 4-H club that you guys are a member of, how many years that you've been in 4-H as a member, and tell us maybe what one of your top 4-H projects are that you participate in. And we'll talk a little bit more about what a project is and kind of explain that. Um, Kayla, would you like to start off? Yes, ma'am, I will. Hi, I'm Kayla. I've been in 4-H for seven years. I belong to the Montgomery County 4-H Dog Club. And my head project is the Dog Project, which I have done all seven years of my 4-H experience. I have shown two labs. And I'm presently showing a lab and a border collie mix. Very good. What grade are you going to be going into next year? I will be a 10th grader. Awesome. All right, Dean, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay, then. Well, um, I've been in 4-H for three years now, and I'm from the Montgomery County 4-H Horsemanship Club. Um, my main 4-H project was my horsemanship project, which I've been doing ever since I was three years old. Very good. What um, grade are you going to be in next year? Um, next year, I will be in sixth grade. So we have a 10th grader and a sixth grader so far. Yes, All right, Miss Sydney. Hi, my name is Sydney. Um, I am in 10th, well, going into 11th grade. I'm a part of the Best Friends Dog Club with Kayla, and it is my, well, going on to be my ninth year in 4-H, and yeah. Very good. Tell us, um, you guys kind of mentioned a little bit briefly about your project. So when uh, the members are talking about the project that they're a part of, uh, 4-H is a youth development program, and it's a club-based program here in Montgomery County. Um, we actually have one of the largest 4-H programs in the whole state of Texas. So we have over 1,000 4-H members here in Montgomery County, about 1,034 members to be exact. And we have over 20 different 4-H clubs that are within Montgomery County. Um, so Dean mentioned that he is in the Horsemanship Club. 
So that's a countywide club, and that club, uh, the members in that club mainly focus on the horse project. Kayla and Sydney mentioned that they are in our Montgomery County 4-H Dog Club. So one of the main focuses in that club is the dog project. So in 4-H, we have over 40 different projects that members can participate in or learn about. Um, a lot of our members have different projects that they do. So like Dean, he's in the horse club, but he also does other projects as well. Just like Kayla and Sydney, they're in the dog club, but they do uh, other projects as well. And those projects vary from like what we've already mentioned, horse and dog. We also have things like food and nutrition as a project. We also have clothing and textiles or fashion as a project. Photography is one of the biggest projects in 4-H that members can participate in. Um, we have science, engineering, and technology. We have robotics. Um, we have all kinds of different livestock projects. Um, dog care is one of the projects that Sydney and Kayla participate with. So it's just a wide, wide range of things that you can do. So Kayla, can you tell us a little bit more about some of the projects that you do in 4-H? Well, besides the dog project, I do the photography project. I do food nutrition, and that includes food challenge, which is a team-based competition where we make a dish and present it to judges. I also do clothing and textiles. Like Miss Caroline said, I do fashion. So fashion show, show off an outfit, also does to dazzle, which is another team competition where you take an item of clothing and you turn it into something new. And then I also do community service project and the leadership project and the STEM project which I participate in with my Science for Posters. So as you can hear, those are a lot of different projects that just one person um, can participate. It's, there's not really a limit on the things that, that you can do. It's obviously how much um, time that you can dedicate to those projects on top of your schoolwork and everything else that you have going on. So you can kind of be as involved as you want um, in it's also a great way to explore some things that you may want to take a little bit further the year after that. So, Sydney, what are some of the other projects that you're doing in 4-H? Well, I'm basically a part of the same ones as Kayla, photography, clothing, and textiles, and my main one is food nutrition. Um, me and Kayla practice, like, every Sunday um, for food nutrition for um, Food Challenge, and we just recently went to D9, um, the District 9 Roundup, and we ended up placing second, so that took us to state roundup, and then there we got seventh. So that's like our main thing. Um, and then I used to be a part of the dog club. Um, well, I still am part of the dog club, but the dog project. Um, my brother uh, took my dog and is now training him, but at the beginning I was involved in that, but not as much now, but yeah. Very good. Um, Dean, do you wanna tell us a little bit about some of the things that you do? Um, yes. Well. Well, one of the big one that I do is the Special Angels Rodeo. And the Special Angels Rodeo is where kids that are that have special needs can go and have a great day going to a rodeo and rope, roping, going on hay rides, and even riding horses. And last year we had 50 people, but the year before we had 25. So we improved on that, and I hope to improve and get more this next year too. And another project that I do is my dog project. And I've been working on that for about a quarter of a year with my puppy named Ruby. 
and she's very cute to work with, and I've been teaching her how to sit and how to play fetch a little bit and having a good time with her. Good. Well, you've got some other 4-H'ers right here that are pretty involved in the dog project, so I'm sure they'd be uh, glad to advise you on that, too. I'm sure. Very good. What um, what breed of dog is Ruby? Well, she's an Australian Shepherd. Very cool. They're smiling over here. If, <laughs> in case you can't see that, they're excited to hear about the dog. Well, that's really good. Um, you mentioned the Special Angels Rodeo. Something else that's cool about that is that it's free. Yeah. Right? It's free for participants, and they can be not just Montgomery County, but they could be kind of anywhere that they're willing to travel to Montgomery County to do that. Is that right? Exactly, yes. Mm -hmm. What are some of the events at that rodeo that the members can participate in or that the young people can participate in? Well, for starters, there's a bouncy house where they can go and bounce around and a little bucking arena where where one person bucks the the kid where they can go up and down kind of like a horse saw thing you know mm -hmm. and, and then there's also a hay ride where they can do a relaxing ride but at the same time there's another ride where they can if they like to go real fast they can go faster with um a four-wheeler pulling them and there's also roping too where we can teach them how to rope and how to make them pretty good at it that sounds like a lot of things that people can do yeah that's only half the things that they can do mm -hmm. really good all right um and with that that usually happens in february yeah about? usually around like february march somewhere okay. around there so this next one will be the third annual because we've had two so far so it's it's gotten pretty you know a lot of momentum like you said you doubled the participants in just one year yes ma'am mm -hmm. and that's very um, volunteer driven is that right yes ma'am it takes a lot of volunteers to pull that off too a lot yeah. mm -hmm. what are some of the things if someone wanted to volunteer can a young person like a 4-h member volunteer to help well sure we we need all the help we can get, and as long as they're willing to help a, a kid in need around the place all day, then they're welcome to come. Very good. So we'll uh, look forward to that, and as the plans come together and we have the date for that, we'll definitely make sure to share that with the community because not only can you use volunteers for that, but you really need more participants to, to um, come out and enjoy the day. Yes, yeah, so we'll make sure that we get the word out there for that because um, it's a really cool event and for a really special purpose. So we're we're glad that 4-H is able to be involved in that. Okay, well, we'll be back in just a few minutes on the Extension Hour on Lone Star Radio. Remember to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on your computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. Lone Star Community Radio broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. 
The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. Hi, thanks for joining us today on the Extension Hour on Lone Star Radio. Uh, my name is Caroline Cruz. I'm a county extension agent here in Montgomery County. I forgot to mention earlier, um, if you are interested in the Montgomery County 4-H program, um, you can always give us a call at the office. The phone number is 936-539-7823, extension 3. You can also find us online at agrilife, A-G-R-I-L-I-F-E dot org forward slash Montgomery 4-H. Um, and we're always there for questions and answers. Um, just briefly, the 4-H program is a youth program to be a member. Um, members are in the third grade all the way through 12th graders in high school. Um, it's like I mentioned a little bit earlier, we have over 20 different 4-H clubs that you can choose from within the county. There are some that are project-based clubs, like we have some members here today. Say hi again. Hello. Hi. <laughs> and they are in the uh, horsemanship club and also in our dog club. We also have, as far as project clubs, we have a shooting sports club. Um, we have uh, just a couple of different ones that are a little bit more focused and some countywide projects. But then we have clubs that kind of focus on a little bit of everything, basically whatever the members are interested in what projects they want to participate in. Um, but like I said, we have over 20 clubs throughout the county, so there's definitely something for everyone. Um, we have Sydney. Hi. We've got Dean. Hey. And we have Kayla. Hello. And these are 4-H members here in Montgomery County. They are also uh, county council officers. We're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show. What we want to talk to you a little bit right now are about some of the competitions and contests that members can participate in 4-H. So throughout the year, these members are working on their projects, just different things that they are interested in and that they're working towards, that they're learning knowledge and skills about a specific project. And then maybe at the towards the end of the year, one of the big things that they can do kind of as a end of the year activity is compete in a contest that's related to that project. So in 4-H, we have something that's called Roundup. And Roundup is where we have our different competitions and contests, the way how we do that here. Um, we kind of combine the contests that they can compete in or participate in over a couple of days. So it's kind of like a conference of members coming together with all different kinds of competitions that they can participate in. So we just finished up our 4-H Roundup season. Um, we had our District 4-H Roundup 
um, last month, and we just finished our state 4-H roundup actually last week. And that was in College Station on the campus of Texas A&M University. So what we're going to talk about are a few of the more specific contests that we can do in Roundup. Now, Kayla and Sydney mentioned a little bit about something called the Food Challenge. And the Food Challenge is a contest that members that are participating in the Food and Nutrition Project can choose to compete in. The cool thing about Food Challenge is that this one is a team contest. So on your team, how many team members did you have in your team? We had three, but you can have up to five. Right. You can have up to five people to make up a team. What was your team name? Dog on Good, because we're the dog club, and so we wanted to pay tribute to that. Right. So that was their name. They get to come up with their own unique name for their team for the contest. And if you've ever seen something like Iron Chef or Chopped, those kind of shows that are on TV, that's basically kind of what the food challenge is, but it's for kids. So they have, um, like she mentioned, a team of three to five people. The neat thing is that they don't know the ingredients that they're going to get until you show up at the contest and we say go. (laughs) You have 40 minutes to come up with a recipe and then you cook whatever it is that your team has decided to make. And you have to do that all within just 40 minutes. So when you guys go to the contest, what do you bring with you as a team? The supplies that you have, right? Yes, um, we have like a box of supplies um, that, well, really Kayla's mom um, packed for us because she was the leader of our project. So um, she made like two boxes because we had two groups, well, two teams really. Um, And so you just go in with that and that's about it and just each other. And then you take out everything and you just we just talk it out what when you guys went to the contest we actually at state roundup we had two montgomery uh, county teams that were able to represent us there and and mind you this is competing with 4-h members across the whole state of texas um what category of food did you guys have when you went to the state contest we had bread and cereal so what were the ingredients so when they just to kind of give you an idea when they show up to this contest there's a bag on the table a a brown grocery bag that has the ingredients in and mind you they don't know what they're getting ahead of time so they open that bag they have a couple of minutes to figure it out as a team and then they have to get going and get started so what did you guys have in your bag we had some noodles and then we had various vegetables. We had a bell pepper, we had some carrots, and then we had a couple cans of beans. We had garbanzo beans and kidney beans. And then we had the pantry and we ended up getting some parsley out of there to add to the dish. But The members have access to a pantry that's just some additional items that they can go and pick things to add to their dish. So what did you guys make? We made a pasta salad. So we cut up the bell peppers and the carrots and the beans and we put that all in a skillet and we cooked it down and then we boiled the noodles and we combined that in a bowl, topped it with a little bit of parsley, just to give it a little bit of color. Mm-hmm. So you, you cook this, so they have, as one of their items that they have, they can either take a, a hot plate, like a, a burner that you can plug in or an electric skillet. So this takes place if you've ever been on the campus of A&M or just think about an arena. So it's at Reed Arena. 
on the floor of the arena and there's all these teams with tables and they all have their little burner or skillet plugged in and so they're cooking on the floor of the arena and it's really cool because it's an arena so you can sit in the stands and watch so whenever we're at other contests we're usually in a closed room and people can't see but here like their families their friends people they're cheering them on can kind of watch from the stands and see what they're doing kind of from afar but you still kind of get a bird's eye view of what's going on at that contest so you guys ended up after you do your cooking what happens after that part um after well they say time's up and then you just have to um turn around put your uh you can't touch the table obviously because just just in case and then you go in for an interview process and so you have to go um between your teammates you divide out there's food and safety or no just kidding there's um steps and safety there's nutrition um Kayla, what else is there? I forgot. There's costs and yeah. there's my plate. So you do, you answer all that. You give what is called your presentation. And then after that, they ask any additional questions that either like if you forgot to add it in your presentation, then they'll ask you about it or just additional stuff. Like how can you make it healthier and stuff like that. And then after that, you just go and um, wait for your placings. So again, this all takes place in 40 minutes where they have to come up with the presentation, what they just mentioned and give that to a panel of judges. So what placing did you guys end up getting? We got seventh out of 12. And that was just in our category. There were, I think, I believe there were close to 50 teams total. In our category, we had um, 12 different teams and only 10 of them placed. So it was really cool to just think that we were seventh in the entire state. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a lot to be proud of. Um, It was really mm -hmm. tough competition there. Oh yeah, Everyone practiced really hard and if you're at State Roundup, you're the best of the best. So just to be there was a great experience. Definitely. And like I mentioned, we also had another team from Montgomery County that was there in the Food Challenge. They competed in a different category than you guys did. Um, so they ended up um, getting fifth place in their category. And that's a team that's been going to State Roundup for Food Challenge for a couple of years, too. So that was really neat to have two teams from Montgomery County there and do that. Um when we come back in a few minutes there's another contest i know that you guys did that's also another team contest that we're going to talk about so we'll be right back in a few minutes on the extension hour a lone star community radio is ready for the summer if you or anyone you know is looking for summer internship opportunities a lone star community radio is a great place to grab the mic and be on the air the Lone Star Community Radio offers a great opportunity to those interested in learning about the radio world all year round. Be an on-air personality, talk show producer, or YouTube TV podcast editor. Contact the station at info at IRLoneStar.com or call the station's message line at 936-647-3776. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 
4-H and Youth, and Family and Consumer Sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. Welcome back to the Extension Hour on Lone Star Radio. My name is Caroline, and I'm joined by some Montgomery County 4-H members here in the studio today. We have Dean. Here. (laughs) We have Sydney. Hi. And we also have Kayla. Hello. All right. Thanks for joining back on this Friday afternoon. Again, if you ever have any questions about Montgomery County Extension or about the 4-H program here in your county, you can always give us a call. Our number is 936-539-7823, extension 3. You can also find us online at our county website. It's agrilife, A-G-R-I-L-I-F-E dot org slash Montgomery 4-H. Okay, so we were talking a little bit about some of the contests and competitions that our members just wrapped up and participated in last week at our state 4-H roundup. So Kayla and Sydney here did the food challenge. They also did another uh, team contest called Duds to Dazzle. Can you tell us a little bit about what that contest is? Well, you're given a category, first of all, for your clothing article that you make. And then you walk into the room and they give you an article of clothing and you have to turn it into something new. Like at Roundup, we were given a men's button-down t-shirt and a tie. We had to make that into something wearable. We also had to make it fashion forward and make it something that would apply to maybe someone our age, maybe a different personnel as the men's shirt. Very cool. So it's, when we talked about the food challenge, you have supplies, cooking supplies you took. So for this other contest that's more um, clothing related, what are some of the things that you take with you? Well, we take pins, hand sewing needles. We take a cutting board, an ironing board. We take a sewing machine so we can sew. We have rotary cutter scissors, basically all the basic supplies that a seamstress would need to create something. But we have um, a box with all that in, just like food challenge, just like the only thing. Um, it's just different, obviously, like for the supplies. And then we also have the, yeah, the sewing machines, like the main thing that we have. And a difference in this one is that you have 60 minutes. Is that right? So what they are given, like what she just mentioned, they're given a piece of clothing. It could be like what she said, they had a button-down men's long-sleeve shirt. They could maybe given like an old pair of blue jeans, maybe an old T-shirt. It could even be something that's not um, an article of clothing. It could be fabric. It could be an old pillowcase, a sheet, a shower curtain, just anything that could possibly be remade one of the purposes of that contest is kind of upcycling and recycling and how you can take something old and turn it into something new and that you get to be creative as a team so this is a team contest how many people were on your team this year this year we had four people and like food challenge you can have three to five members on your team okay so what did you end up making again so we were given a story and in our story, Julie, the girl in the story, was going to a party. And we were supposed to make something for Julie. We, since we're a dog club, we wanted to do something dog-related. So we decided to make a dog skirt for her maybe chihuahua or poodle that she might bring along to this party. 
Very cool. So y'all ended up making a skirt? Yes. Cool. And we also had, let's see, we had another team as well participate in Duds to Dazzle. And it actually was the same team that competed in Food Challenge also. So you guys competed in both those and another club competed in both. And that group, they placed fourth place at the state competition, which is, is really good. Um, so that was pretty neat that they did that as well. Dean, you've participated in Roundup before. What is one of the things that you did last year? Um, Do you remember what that entry was? Entry? Um, um, well, I entered the poem for the bang, and it was it was pretty cool to um, experience how to like be judged a little bit on how you do at the same time on a time limit and just enjoy it. So what Dean did, he entered a competition. The category that he was in was called poetry and prose. Yes. So like he said, he got to recite a poem for his entry. So that's what he did. Did you also do the vocal category at one time? Yeah, I think that was like in 2015 mm -hmm. where I sang a little bit like, the song was called that's what friends are for but i didn't really make it into the thing but it was still a good experience mm -hmm. and your sister did vocal as well too this year she um she sang and she placed sixth place at state roundup this year so remember that's out of the whole state of texas so that's pretty neat um i have a little bit of a brief rundown and kayla here she also entered the science poster contest at State Roundup, which is basically if you've done a science fair project for school before, it's pretty much the same thing. So you have your um, your research that you're doing. You create a, a poster just like you would do at school, your board. Um, you have your science journal that you're taking all the notes for your whole process, your experiment, your hypothesis. Tell us a little bit about what you entered for that um i did a project based on city life and water pollution and i was basically testing to see if tourism and population of a city affects water pollution so i tested three water sources near galveston and like miss caroline said put it into a poster and it was required for school but i also put it in the 4-h competition so it was a good way to use my experience and to really practice presenting mm -hmm. and so kayla placed second place at this contest. The cool thing about that contest is they have um, a really good sponsor for that specific contest. And she earned, for her poster, she earned $300 at State 4-H Roundup. Um, so that was pretty neat and you know we were really excited for her on that. Some of the other uh, members we had, for a first place senior 4-H member, that's a high school age. Um, John, he placed first in archery. Um, his brother Jacob placed second in archery. He's an intermediate. We had Kayla right here. She placed ninth place with her fashion show entry. And we had, let's see here, robotics is another pretty big contest for us. And we had a seventh place team of intermediates. Those are um, kind of your middle school age members. Our senior team, which are our high school age members, placed 12th place. We also had, like we mentioned, Lauren, that's Dean's sister, and she got sixth place with her 
vocal with the song that she sang. We had another member named Bethany. She placed third place in her educational presentation, which is public speaking. She gave a presentation on health. We had another member, his name is Seth, and he placed ninth place in his educational presentation, which again is public speaking. We had um, a team that entered a contest called the Wildlife Challenge, and they it's a team, uh, two brothers, Cade and Hale, and they placed second place in the whole contest, which was pretty neat. We had another team of younger members in that wildlife contest as well, Max and Kyle, and they placed second place. The other really neat thing that happens at State 4-H Roundup is scholarship presentations. And we had, and the Texas 4-H Scholarship Program is a huge program. Um, lots of really great sponsors that um, help with that. And we actually had this year five members from Montgomery County 4-H, and they were awarded over $50,000 in scholarships this year. And those are just on the scholarships that they earned at that, uh, at that um, presentation. So we were super proud of that. So that's kind of some of the things that we did um, for 4-H Roundup. So if any of those things ever sound kind of interesting to you or something you want to learn about, um, join 4-H and then you can do those things. Talking a little bit more about contests, Dean, so you participate in the Horse Project. Yes, ma'am. Tell us a little bit about things that you do in that project as far as the horse show. Well, um, Usually what I do is I go to rodeos and what I do there is ride ride around, ride with my horse and ride around the barrels, poles, straights and stuff like that. And so far I've actually won eight buckles from all sorts of rodeos. Very good. Are you participating in something coming up soon? Um, not at the moment. What about, well, what about next week? Like um, the I actually sorry I am going to do the state rodeo district mm-hmm. rodeo. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ride my horse named Roger, and we're going to try to win the buckle. Awesome! So that's going to be at our district 4-H horse show. Yeah, that's next week in Bryan. So that's really good. Um, now, Sydney and Kayla, something else you guys do is the State 4-H Dog Show. Is that right? Yes, it is. So that's coming up next month in July. Where is that held? Um, it alternates usually between Montgomery and a place called Belton. This year it'll be in Belton. It's near Temple, and it's in a big convention center. And it's a three-day dog show, and we just compete in various events. What are some of the events that you compete in? Um, the biggest event that we can, that most of the dog project members do is agility. It's like an obstacle course for dogs, like in horses where they jump over the jumps. Dogs, it's the same thing. They jump over jumps, they go through tunnels, they weave through poles, they climb over obstacles. And that is the big thing. But there's also other things there's like there's costume, there's drill, there's tricks. There's also your basic obedience. And a lot of times, if you've ever seen a dog show on TV, when they show the dogs, Showmanship and confirmation, that's another thing that we do with our dogs. So good thing about the dog project is there's something for everyone. Maybe your dog's not, maybe your dog isn't very good at showmanship or you don't like showing your dog. You can maybe do it in obedience or agility. So there's always something that you can find with your dog to do. 
Does someone have to have a purebred dog to do the 4-H dog project? No, you do not. Actually, my first two dogs in the dog project were both mixed breeds, and I have had the Florida Collie for six years now, and he is a state champion in many events. I have many ribbons. I have a belt buckle with him. You don't have to have a purebred dog for dog shows. So you can have your just regular run-of-the-mill backyard dog that you may have as a family member at home, or if someone um, were to adopt a dog, any of those dogs could potentially be at the State 4-H Dog Show. Yes. Very good. Sydney, what about you? Well, I used to do um, obedience. I did a little bit of agility, but I never went to competition with it. I just trained my dog. Um, I think, I don't know. I did a lot, but the main thing that I've stuck with um, after I stopped doing like the actual training was um, costumes. So I'd make um, a costume for me and my dog. And now Casey is doing, um, he's doing obedience, I think maybe showmanship. And then he's definitely, he's been competing in um, costume, but that's like the main thing I'm stuck with. Very neat. What is, what's the tricks class? Well, a lot of dogs know basic tricks like speak and roll over. And there's a contest for that. There's a whole list online you can teach your dog, and it's a competition where you pick tricks to show the judges, and based on the number of points you get, they place you. So my dog knows rollover, bang, he can weave between my legs, he can play dead, he can do all sorts of things. Basically, any trick you can teach your dog can be entered in the trick contest. So when you go to the state dog show, how, about how many Montgomery County members are usually there? Is it a pretty big group? We usually have the biggest group this year. Usually we have about 20 to 30. This year it's a little bit smaller, but we usually are the biggest group and we are the biggest county that does it and we do a really good showing. Very good. So we'll look forward to that coming up next year. We'll be back in a few minutes on Lone Star Radio with the Extension Hour. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1 and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776. To the Extension Hour on Lone Star Radio, we are going to wrap up our show here today with our last segment, 
My name is Caroline Cruz. I'm a county extension agent with the 4-H program here in Montgomery County. If you're ever interested in some of these activities and events that we're talking about, you can always call us at our office. It's 936-539-7823, extension 3. And we're joined here today with some of our 4-H members. We have Dean. Here. Okay. We have Kayla. Hello. And we have Sydney. Hi. And so these three 4-H members um, are going to tell us a little bit more about something that we do countywide. But really quick, I wanted to ask you guys um, why you decided to join 4-H. And that may have been a few years ago for some of you. But just think about if you were to tell somebody else, if they were thinking about it, what was your reason for joining? Well, a lot of my beginning part was word of mouth. Um, my mom had a friend who her son was doing 4-H, and so I joined. But the main reason I'll tell you to join 4-H is you learn a lot of things. You meet a lot of great people. Um, I started with the dog project, but I do so many more projects now. And a lot of things that you may do now that you didn't realize were an actual project, you can do as a project. You can grow on that. It's really fun to go out into the community and teach people about all the different things that they can do within 4-H. Good. What about you, Sydney? Well, um, I was about eight when I joined, and in third grade, um, like you said earlier, that that's like one of the requirements that you have to be um, to join 4-H. So my mom heard about it because one of her good friend's sons was in it, and like we really didn't know about it, and a lot of people don't know about it, so that's a good thing. Like We get to promote 4-H all the time. Um, but I started off in um, Conroe 4-H, and I ended up, my mom ended up finding the dog club because she knew I was interested in it. But I really joined because there's so many different things that you can do, and especially like, when you're eight, you don't know what you want to do. So it's really good because you get to like explore a lot of different er uh, different areas. Like you said, like there's 20 clubs in the county, so it's like there's so many different things that you could be interested in that you can exercise like your abilities to do. So that's why I joined. Very good. What about you, Dean? Well, I've joined I've joined 4-H about three years ago, and right now I'm in the Montgomery County 4-H Horsemanship Club. And the reason why I joined was to um, help me, myself, to try to be a better leader and try to have more responsibilities and and try to be focused on people and having, like, um, talking like this right now, like talking shows, you know, just trying to work hard and be good. Awesome. Good stuff, guys. Okay, so something that you all participate in is our Montgomery County 4-H Council. And so what that is, these, these guys here are members in a 4-H club, so they have their local club that they're a part of, Montgomery County 4-H Council as a county is made up of members from all of the different clubs in the county. So this is more kind of like across the whole county. They can be from any one of the clubs that are here in the county. Um, it's set up very similar to a club. We have um, an elected officer group. So we have our officer team that gets elected and voted on every year. Um, county Council also helps lead our annual 4-H awards program. They're getting prepared for that. It's going to come up pretty soon in August. And they also host a countywide leadership training for club officers and for the volunteer leaders that help to organize those clubs in the county. So, Dean, tell us what officer position that you've been elected to for this next 4-H year. 
Well, I have been elected for first vice in the county council, and the year before that I was second vice, and then my first year, I mean, I mean last year I was, so, sorry, actually I was I was voted for second vice this year, and last year I was parliamentarian. I was thinking about the other club. Yeah, because you're an officer yeah. in, in both the clubs that you're in. Yes. What about you guys over here, Kayla? Um, this is my first year to run for office for county council. I had been to a few meetings, but I really wanted to get more leadership positions and get more public speaking. And I was just elected as a publicity officer. So doing things like this, um, going on radio shows and just telling the public about what county, what county council and what just 4-H in general is all about. Okay. Sydney? Um, well, I joined county council about two years ago, and I really just liked all of, like, everything that they promote and they're a part of and like they have a bunch of guest speakers like this year we had a bunch with um career um exploration so we had people from different jobs get to come and talk to us so that was really cool this year but um they had a lot of service opportunities um and they still do and so that's really why i loved being there and so um after my first year of being in there i went for secretary or ran for secretary um for this year and I ended up getting it, and it's been like an amazing experience. So I told Kayla that she should um, join and like run for it, um, and so she did it. And then now I am treasurer. So yeah, very good. You talked kind of a little bit in there about leadership. So when you're kind of thinking about leadership, how have you grown as a leader in the past two years, Sydney? Oh. Um, I think definitely just getting up and well last year like I said I was uh, secretary so getting up and saying like the minutes each or what well, really and calling role um, each meeting was really it was a really good leadership uh, experience for me because I don't know just standing up in front of a crowd is really hard but it's like you know a lot of people that are there because they're all part of the same county and so it was just getting up there and then like you have your family there too so it can be really nerve-wracking but just if you do it every single meeting, like it gets so much easier and it's definitely like grown my leadership um, experiences a lot. Just getting up and talking in front of people and, um, you know, being a part of recreation, like leading the um, little kids. But yeah. What about you, Kayla? Um, I'm a very independent person and Forge has really helped me to really work as a team. You know, Forge is all about a team thing. A lot of your events are solo persons but like in the dog project it's me and my dog we're a team it's not just me it's not just my dog and also being a part as an officer you work as an officer team you work with the people around you to accomplish a goal and 4-h has really helped me to grow as a leader and really work with other people and also get some great experiences to help others okay let's briefly talk about another big part which is community service so, Dean, what is one of your favorite community service projects you do as in um, your club or maybe at the county? Um, well, one of my favorites are, um, like, um, when we did, like, when we went down to Tractor Supplies to, to donate feed for people to buy feed and for us to donate the money to something and to help to help other people. Okay. What about you guys? Um, as a dog club, we go and do something called Responsible Dog Owner Day in Willis. 
and it's a day where we just teach the citizens of Willis and also the community around them about how to be a responsible dog owner. We set up games, we create maybe toys or activities for them. We also do demonstrations of the different events that we do in 4-H, and it's a really fun way to tell the community about what's going on. And there's also a lot of great organizations there that we can give back to. And during the meetings, um, Kayla, she established the, um, what was it called? Just, what was it? Just, well, okay. She um, was in charge of some of the community service and I set up um, the community service committee, but she, every single meeting, um, she would have like a jar full of, we would collect coins and just dollar bills and $5 bills, whatever you had um, to donate to the food bank because she found out at the very beginning of the year that the money that you donate counts more, like you can buy more food than it would help donating. Not that like it isn't a good thing to donate food, but it's just like, it's a more effective way, I guess, um, to do it. So we had that and then um, she, like the leader came by and she collected it and she was telling us how thankful she was. And it was, it was a good, uh, it was a good experience. And she also, for one day 4-H, Kayla organized um, a bunch of us to go to the women's shelter and um, help package uh, gifts for the kids for Christmas that were staying there. And then at the beginning of the year, I, uh, with the committee, I ended up going to um, Underover Fellowship here in Conroe, and we just organized the food pantry so that like homeless people could just go into there and find what they wanted because it was really disorganized at first. So it was it was really good um, just to see that happen. Okay, so as you have been listening to us today, you can I think you can tell that we're growing leaders in 4-H, and so we're super proud of these young people um, and just the the growth that they've had personally and, and the impact they've had in their community. So our time is almost up. Thank you for joining us today on the Extension Hour on Lone Star Radio. If you're interested in sponsoring a show like the Extension Hour, get in touch here at the radio station. We'd love to talk with you about that. And thank you again so much, and we hope you have a great weekend. Thanks for checking out this podcast of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. If you enjoyed this recording, make sure to check out our past shows online at IRLoneStar.com or their respective video or podcast formats on YouTube, Google Play, or iTunes. If you have any questions regarding the show, either it being about sponsorships or questions for the host, contact the station manager at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936-647-3776. This show was recorded in downtown Conroe, Texas at the Lone Star Community Radio Studio. And Lone Star Community Radio reserves all rights to this recording and images.